We're not trying to do something just in a tinker toy way. We're trying to get a job done for the Lord. Amen. I understand. I don't know how accurate our figures are, but that we have possibly a million prisoners in America. Just because they're behind bars does not alleviate our responsibility to get through the Christ. Don't you ever think that. One prison with 2,700 prisoners told me that they only had six tape players. We're sending them just as fast as we can. And tapes as fast as we can. One prison has 4,000 prisoners, 700 murderers. So, as you can see, there's a field. Amen. So wide on the heart. Many of these men are on death row. Mm. We have our last opportunity to reach them for Christ. That's right. 1,500 women in one prison. 2,000 boys in another prison. So you have me pray. This isn't something that we decided to make up our mind to do. The Lord directed us in. And so that's why we're in it. And we rejoice that we are in it. Don't you ever tell me that you haven't got anything to do. I don't want to ever hear that. There's more to be done than we'll ever get that right. And if you don't want to work for Jesus, it's a pure sign that two things, one or two things is wrong with you. You're backslid or lazy. Amen. Maybe both. Amen. But so I trust you'll pray for this work of faith and labor of love. And uh, you, we just came out of the office and uh, came on tonight. Uh, and we'll go back and do some work tonight after we return. Tomorrow night, I want you to be here. I have something that I want to show you. I want to show you. And I want to have prayer about it tomorrow night. So be sure tomorrow night, if you can, I want to give you a better glimpse of something that we're trying to do and the cooperation that's involved in it. Open your Bibles to the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea. Tonight for our scripture reading, and if you have an old edition of the Scofield Bible, which you ought to have, it's page 926. 926. So many folks ask me how I feel about new uh, translations of the Bible. Mm, I feel awful. Garbage. <laughs> garbage. It make me sick, actually. Yeah. Make you want to go regurgitate. It's a big word for few. Amen. I could have said to regurgitate up an intestine. Actually, I say puke up a gut, amen. But it's sickening and disgusting the display of lack of spiritual interpretation of these so-called smart men yeah. when they start dealing with yeah. the Bible. Right. You stand with us, please, while we read from Hosea chapter 9. And we're going to read five verses and then bring the message to your hearts. The Bible said, Rejoice not, O Israel, for joy as other people. For thou hast gone a whoring from thy God. Thou hast loved a reward upon every corn floor. Uh, the floor and the wine press shall not feed 
and the new wine shall fail in her. They shall not dwell in the Lord's land, but Ephraim shall return to Egypt. They shall eat the unclean things in Asherah. They shall not offer wine offerings to the Lord, neither shall it be pleasing unto him. Their sacrifice shall be unto them as the bread of mourners, and all that eat thereof shall be polluted. For their bread shall not for their bread for their souls shall not come into the house of the Lord. What will you do in the solemn day and in the day of the feast of the Lord? Our Father, we pause now to say thank you for it. Bless your name for what you've done for our hearts this week. Yes. I thank you, Lord, last night for dealing with my own heart. Yes. God, I pray now you'll take this congregation. Lord, give me their attention. Lord, yes. I pray that we might have the seriousness May it be an attitude of prayer. May we realize the gravity of this moment. Oh, our Father, may we say nothing that would be offensive to the Holy Ghost. May we do nothing that would quench the Spirit of God. Our Father, we wait upon you for the results of this hour. We'll thank you in advance. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. I tried to seek the face of the Lord about the message, and I always do. As I told you last night, we felt the moving of the Lord in this direction. You know, a lot of people think, well, you preachers, just take out what you want to preach, but if you're God's man, you know that's not so. You've got to mind the Lord. Let me say something to some young preacher here tonight that maybe just started or not been preaching long. Don't ever get afraid of a congregation. Don't ever do that. If you preached this morning or a Sunday morning on the prodigal, and you come back tonight and God said, I want you to preach on the prodigal. Just go ahead and preach on the prodigal. And if you come back on Wednesday night, God said, I want you to preach on the prodigal. Just rear back and preach on the prodigal. And then next Sunday morning, if you get up and God said, I want you to preach on the prodigal, I mean, just like you hadn't preached on it in six months, rear back and let her go. Don't ever think you've got to pick out something that they've never heard about. Because, folks, there's no new ones in you. They're all old and tested and tried. And they'll work. Uh, they don't need a whole lot of you. We just need a whole lot of him. And uh, a young preacher one time wrote back to the old preacher and said, I'm in a mess. The old preacher said, what the world's wrong? 
He said, I, I've been here on this field for six months and I've preached everything in the Bible. So what in the world am I going to do? Well, he said, just start over again. Amen. <laughs> Tonight, we're living in a sad hour. In many ways, it's a sad hour. There's people today that are drunk on amusement. Yeah. Yes. Drunk for the need of amusement. I was reading some time ago where one of the well-known names of comedy has retired at an unbelievable figure that states his financial standing. That man's made that money with the ability to make man laugh. There's many men in this world like that. Skelton, Hope, Inez, and many other names are on that ledger of so-called fame. But God said to Israel here, I don't want you to rejoice. God said to Israel, you've come down to a solemn day. You've come to a time when I'm going to have to deal with you. You've come down to an hour when your laughing is all over. Then God comes down in verse 5 and poses a question to be considered by Israel and said, what are you going to do in that solemn day? Do you know there's some of you sitting here right now? The kids are all healthy. Their cheeks are rosy. Got a little wad of money back on your hip pocket and Carl start at the turn of a switch and you walk into a pretty reasonable, comfortable home and you give God no consideration whatsoever in the world. Some of you, God bless your heart, have just about shocked your fist in the face of Almighty God. And you've got the audacity how to walk around saying, I'm lucky. The most sickening display of stupidity that I know is a man that will take the blessings of God and then call it luck. Amen. That's you, you're dumb. It's not luck, it's the blessings of God. Amen. Amen. I'm sick and tired of this crowd rubbing a lucky buckeye or looking up at a four-leaf clover. God bless your heart rubbing some lucky bees. I'm going to tell you all good and perfect gifts. Them old lungs in your body that's taking in oxygen and 
letting it out. What are you having to do to do that? That heart that's laid in there, doing her job, squeezing blood up through your things. Are you having to holler down there and say, go ahead and beat? God bless your heart, even as honoring and cussing as some of us are. God still lets you. Amen. He looks Israel over and said, I don't want you to rejoice. He said, What are you going to do in that solemn day? I want to consider, first of all, a solemn day that's heading for some of us. Maybe me, maybe you, but a solemn day is on the way. God's tried to deal with you. God's brought you into churches and gotten men to preach a message to you with a broken heart. You sit there in an arrogant spirit and you turn it off like water off a duck's back. Well, you God bless your heart tonight. God's able to bring you down. Well, listen, just as easy as God lets you stand up straight. God can bring you down yeah. without a moment's notice. Yeah. 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 God don't have to tell you, hey, I'm going to let you be sick tomorrow. God don't have to tell you anything. You crawl out of a bed, your feet hit the floor this morning, you felt good. You run down to the job and said, I'll make my eight hours. I'm going to tell you right now, whether you know it or not, the goodness and mercy of God followed you down there and told you. Amen. I remember an old boy, God bless his heart. He's in heaven now. A big old man. I believe he's one of the biggest, one of the strongest, biggest men I was personally ever acquainted with. I tried to witness to him. Oh, I've done it so many times. And usually I'd see him at one place. Uh, when I'd get a chance to see him at this business. And I I'd, I loved him. I mean that. I really loved him. I remember I'd walk up to him, call him a name, and I'd say, Boy, I'm praying for you. You ought to get saved. I remember so well. He's big. He weighed, oh, I don't know, I guess he weighed well over 400 pounds. I don't mean that. I'm not talking about just a big old lard fat. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a man that could, he had shirts, and he, he got a kick out of just flexing his muscles. And just splitting his shirt sleeve like there's nothing. I mean, he was a man. And I'd say, boy, I'd like to see you get saved. But I had many times, he'd take me, you know, and just put his arm around me. And just like a vice, put it up around me. And he'd holler to the fellow, hey, old priest trying to get me to get religion. <laughs> hey, said, come on out here, I'm going to tell old preach one. Well, they wasn't no getting away from him. Why, listen, he could have squeezed me to death. I couldn't have got away from him. He just told me, said, you want to hear one preach? And I said, no, I don't want to. I want you to get saved. Oh, I said, hey, look at that preacher. You want to hit me in the chest? and hit me. Hit me as hard as you can. That old boy joke and make fun. I'd say, boy, you ought to get right with God. You ought to get saved. I love you. Oh, I said, preacher, I like you too. I don't need religion. I said, I'm not trying to get you to get religion. I want you to get born again. I want you to get saved. He just lied. You know, hold on. Said you want. Said you want me to turn you loose, preacher. Well, I just had to stand there to turn me loose. There wasn't no getting away. 
And you know, he he listened, he just lied and said, Oh blue, he's trying to get me now get in the church. So your baptistry ain't big enough to baptize me. Just make a joke out of it. And you know I've done that for oh, I think about three years. About three years, first time I met him. Here one morning, my phone rang and you know you'd had to change job. Now this happened right here in Chattanooga. You'd had to change job and the company was going with required a full physical. And uh, this, uh, he went over to the hospital, and the doctor said, we're going to put you in the hospital for just this good physical checkup. And then you'll be okay, okay. They put him in the hospital. And the little uh, laboratory technician came up and said, I've got to get some blood. Oh, he said, just help yourself. Said, All kinds of it. He said, you want a gallon? And just put a spigot right in there. Turn her on. He's a big jokester. I'm going to tell you, smart Eddie. You joked your way. Some of you just a thousand bars. I'm going to let you do it. You tried to be the hard head. You tried to act like you didn't need God. You walked in out of churches like you've done God a favor. But God's sick and tired of your smart Yeah. Right. You said, how do you know? He's been a hold of me. That's how I Amen. Yes, that old boy, when he said, yeah, he said, just take all the blood you want. Oh, I got, you said, he is tough. Now, you listen to me, boy. I've saw birds like that. And you may act tough to them, but I've saw fellers that said they is tough when it come down to this point, whine and cry just like a little baby. Yeah, sure. yeah. See, you're not tough. You think you're tough while you're well. But you let that solemn day of sickness come, and you're not tough at all. Amen. Amen. Now that little old mother you're talking about, you know what? I haven't been up to the hospital, but if I was a betting man, a gambling man, as sick as she is, I dare say she is grumbling to me. Now if you, if you want to just tag something tough, if you want to tag something, I guess you've got the wrong tag on the wrong person. Yeah, right. Right. Oh, you let God's children walk through the valley. They got somebody with them. And hot shot, when you start through, there ain't nobody with you. Amen. You said you're going to make me mad, Ali. Where are you going, boy? Yeah. You're already on your way to hell. Where are you going? Sure. I tell you, somebody said that's tough. Well, let me tell you right now, it didn't take one of the little man that planned to push it, putting ear tickling fellas to get me. It took somebody to look me in my God-given eyeballs and tell me where I was hit. I think sinners, if there's anything about them, they want to know the truth. They're tired of these little sermonettes. Yeah. I know they didn't do me no good. That's right. Bless him. I was having daddy's bootlegging. I was 12 years old. Bootlegging whiskey out the back door. Preachers and deacons and singers in the choir. I saw all of that mess. I tell you right now, I'd look at them and laugh and say, Oh, hell it! One day as an old preacher took the word of God and cut me all the pieces, amen. Yeah. And he never played around about it. I mean, he uh, let uh, the hammer down. Yeah. 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 I got saved. I never said I got decisions. I got born again. Yeah. I got to eat up with it. That old boy said, yeah, I got plenty of blood. Oh, don't you get the attitude he's 
Yeah. He wasn't. Uh, after a while, the blood technician came back. Is it? I'm sorry. I said this. Something must went wrong. I got the house smoked. Oh, he said you. There's half a chance. I just got all kinds of. But after a while, the doctor came back, called him by name, and said the uh, young lady must have done something wrong. We're going to have to get some more blood. Where's well, the doctor now? Yes, it just takes sex. I pulled up my blood. I put it in the other. They just take Big old arms, you know, great big old monster of a man. The doctor took some blood and went down to the lavatory and put it on some glass and looked in. A little while he'd come back down the hall with a sobbing woman by his side. That big old child's wife. Walked in the room and said, What's the matter, honey? What you crying about? Doc, what's wrong with my wife? The doctor said, Sir, sit down. Well, sir, what's the matter, honey? What you crying? The doctor said, Sir, sit down. She said, Honey, sit down. Sit down. Let the big old giant sit down on the side of the bed. What's the matter? doctor said, we wondered you, I guess you wondered why that we had to get blood three times. said, I'm sorry to have to tell you. said, I know we're right. said, you got the worst kind of looking at mm. What you going to do in that solemn day of He'd make fun of me. I mean, he'd make a big joke out of me and my God. But all of a sudden, over at East Chattanooga, my phone rang. Mm -hmm. yes. Crying woman on the other end said, Preacher, my husband wants to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? No. I ran and got on the elevator, went up to the seventh floor. I forgot the number of the room. I ran down. Now looking in the doors, I went by from the seventh floor. I never will forget what I saw. As long as I live, I'll never forget. I run and look in a door and lay up in that bed with that mountain of a man. And he had this sheet like this. And you can just see his eyes. I ran in and called him a name. Do you think he wanted me to tell him a joke? Do you think he wanted me to turn the TV on so he'd see Red Skelly? You know what he was saying? It sobbed. It was broken. Preacher. Preacher. Come on.
church and said everything you could about the church and God's people and the and the preacher. And you said, I'm backslid. Hey, I got news for you, hot shot. Who said it had to be you that was sick? Yes, Amen, brother. Bless you. I had a, one of my relations started making good money. Man, he is making. I said, uh, I wish you'd get back in church and get that old guitar and start singing again. But you stay off my back about church. I never made no money while I was in church, and I used to stay off my back about it. You just stay off my back about it. I said, all right. There are some people God will tell you to let them alone. Yeah. Yeah. Bless your preacher. God will tell you to let them alone. I'll handle them. Yeah. I remember so well. Had a little girl. Oh, just the first little thing you ever saw in your life. See, who said it had to be you? When that sort of death sickness comes, it don't have to be you. Why, you can be feeling the best you ever saw in God. Get so I can get a hold of your heart through somebody. Amen. Amen. One day that they got a little girl down in the hospital and left. said, he didn't have to stop at this old second-rate doctor. He was bad. Money. Took that old girl to the doctor and the doctor said, they can't do a thing. Said her liver's near to eat up there. To take her back home. To take her on back home. You know what he called me and Sister Blue and said, Did you all come over and set up with us? Yeah, we'll be right back. Snow began to fall. Christmas was right around about this time of the year. They brought out all of her toys. They wanted her to see them for, you know. They didn't want to mention that word, you know, death. No, no, we'll stay away from that word, bad. That little girl. That's so funny. They brought her blue bed in and set up in their bedroom and we sat in there. That's so quiet. They sat up till they lost so much sleep they couldn't hardly live. They just fall over and rest a few minutes. That little girl was so sick. She was breathing so hard, the white snow started falling in the North Hills, North Georgia Hills. And suddenly, a horseman. Oh, you couldn't see him. And he didn't leave no tracks. But suddenly headed for a little town in the North Georgia Red Clay Hills. After a little girl. All of a sudden, she raised up and said, Daddy, I don't want to drink no water. Oh, he said, honey, I'll get you one. I'll be right back. Oh, I'll be right back. She drank that water down. Just blew an eye step back. She said, this. bye, man. Mm-hmm. And that horse was just swung by. I reached down and cut her up. Hey, boy. Let me tell you, sit around backslid cold, cussing the church and blaming God. God's able to bring a solemn day to your house. Amen. around and blame God for all your low down living. Go ahead. Blame the church and everybody's mean but you. Could be somebody you love so much, God could bring sickness to you. Somebody that loves you and is ready to go home, God said that. I 
just to bring a solid day in their house. Amen. Let me tell you something, backslid mother and daddy, squeeze that little old feather kind of hard because they may be regret. You sit around live live haphazardly in and out, off and on, town and country with no will and all. God's able to ring your number. You say, I don't like this kind of preaching. I think what you can do, you can get out and sit down on a nail tag at a grocery store and cuss the church, and you're real tough down there. Let's see if you can take a hit. Amen. Let's just see how rough you are. I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got the idea of God willing to pour little gods and God won't ever do anything, you're sadly mistaken. God means business. God gave me some years ago. What's it going to take to bring you to God? What's God going to have to bring in your life to bring you on your knees? Well, you said, never get me on my knees. Oh, maybe not here. But every knee is going to bow. Amen. And that includes you. And every tongue is going to confess. That includes you. Yes. What will you do in that solemn day of sickness? Next, something else we've got to consider here. What will you do in that solemn day of death? Now, here's a day. Did you know that's a word so many folks just don't even like to say? They don't like to talk about dying. Amen. Oh, talk about something else. Granted, none of us humanly want to die. Neither do I, neither do you. But ignore it all you will, death is on our trail. It started the day that breath got in your lungs. That's right. Yes. Death is on John's truth. Death is on my truth. Death is on your trail right there. There's some of you sitting up. Long ways off. How do you know? Amen. Bless you, brother. The Lord. It's appointed unto man what to die. You said there's no that verse. You know, I'll get to it in a few minutes. A solemn day of death. I, I'm privileged to know three doctors. May I'm sure there's many more. Three doctors that I believe with all my heart are born again children of God. I was having supper with one one night, him and his wife. We was talking about the drug situation. And he said, Ed, drugs are on the rampage. It's awful what they're doing. But he said, if it wasn't for drugs that we can use as doctors, 
said they'd have to build walls in the hospital four foot thick. They'd have to build a hospital way off somewhere with big fences. Said as people started to die without God, said there'd be the office screen. See, here's what some of you have got. You've got it all figured out right down to a mathematical equation. What you plan now, see, you're going to live your life and have you a time and just, boy, live it up high, oh, just right on up there. You're going to get old and one day you're going to get sick and they're going to take you to the hospital and you're going to lay around and just before you die, you're planning to say, okay, God, I'm sorry I sinned and I, I've been a mean boy, I've been a mean girl and I want you to forgive me and go sweeping right into heaven. Honey, it just ain't that wood. Amen. 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 Yes, just ain't Somebody said, don't you believe in deathbed repentance? I believe God can save a man on deathbed, but I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. No, sir, preacher, you better not either. Because they may not make it to that deathbed. And there's some fellas who's just going to try to wait right up to that deathbed. Amen. I mean, why? That doctor said if we didn't have narcotics to give them, administer to them, to this screen. But they know they're telling you how awful it would be. When those nerves and that and that feeling that and that cancer begins to gnaw and cut away as those raw in, he said, Preacher, it would be indescribable how man would scream and go on the police die. But he said, because we got drugs, we can learn that thing. Here's what some of you got planned. You're going to get right just before you die. You go in the hospital and have you ever noticed those precious nurses? They'll come with a little container. <coughs> Maybe the family knows you've got your real sick, but you don't know all about it right now. And they'll give you those little pills and, oh yeah, I'll take my medicine. Suddenly, you begin to feel so sweet. And you drift away. So you come to, you don't know how much time to allow. First time that little nervous. Takes time for your medicine. And you grip the word you See right here where you plant your side. <laughs> Right here, where you put it? Do your little thing. One day you wake up again. Somehow you try to pick your arm up, and there's needles in your arm. And you get that arm up somehow, and you get over the other. And just skin going. You pull your hand to your face, your eyes away. Back in that numb brain, something cries out. You better get the preacher. But about that time, the nurse says, Time or your medicine. 
If my wife didn't go down and change her bed and clean her up, she wouldn't be cleaned up. One day the doctor stopped at my house and said, She's a, she can't be here much longer. I'm going to tell you, we'll leave your first class for yeah. I ran down, walked right in the door, and some of that stinking family started gathering in. I ran in, and she said, Honey, is that you, Preacher Blues? I said, It's me, darling. Oh, she said, Let's sing a little song for me. I said, Amen. Yeah. We sung a little bit of How Firm a Foundation. You sang to the Lord. Lord, 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 Lord. Some a little tad I've been to Calvary. Yeah. Amen. After a while, one of the girls started to sit down and put that little straw tick. And she said, honey, don't sit down there. I said, why, mama? Oh, said you all sat down the great big old angel. Oh, oh I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you believe you're right. Amen. She looked up at me, Brother Blue, and she said, Do you hear it? And I said, No, darling. Oh, she said, The priest. Yeah. She said, I feel a breeze of stirring. Oh, Lord. I feel a breeze of stirring. She said, You must be able to hear it now. I said, It's getting louder. She said, Brother Blue, there's a great big angel standing right there with a sign. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. She loves your singing. This world is not my fault. I'm just a passion. Yeah. My treasures are laid up. Yeah. And God carried them. What will you do in that solemn day? Bless him, Lord. To die on a straw tick in a pin roof? Glory to God, her next meal. Yeah. The sound of that death river was far behind her. She settled down in that land where no night is. Well, I tell you, a lot of times I fly on airplanes and I have to travel tourists. But that's one time I'm going first. That's one time. Hallelujah. Leave this little world far behind me. Singing, I'm bound for the promised land. Glory to God. You can preacher. I don't like to think about that day. Honey, you better think about it. Yeah. Right. You better think about it. Right. I'm going to tell you that solemn day of sickness is on the That solemn day of death is on One more day and I'm going to close. That's the solemn day of judgment. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You listen, boy. You listen to me. 
You said, I've always been pretty good. <laughs> I never did hurt nobody. All the harm I've done was to me. Well, I believe in God. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, but you believe up here and sit down here. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a difference. Sure. That's right. Yeah. He's a difference. You say, well, I, I, I'm a member of the church and I got baptized. Yeah, I read about a crowd like you in the Bible, too. Yeah, that's right. Said, Lord, Lord, have we not done many wonders worse than thy name? And thy name broke aside, and thy name cast out devils, and then he shall declare to them, I never knew you. Amen. Don't you pull your little religious papers on God. He said, the only thing I'm going to recognize is the blood of my soul. It's the blood of hell. That's right. Amen. It's all going to get you in, boy. Uh, what are you counting on, preacher? Well, I'm glad tonight. I'm glad tonight, really. I'm so glad. I just, I'm honest before God. I'm so glad I can say I've been to Calvary. Well, I can say I've seen the Lord. Yeah, amen. Hey, let me ask you What are you going to do with that song? Oh, you said I'm tough. This message hasn't affected me a bit in the world. I mean, I'm just tough. Honey, you've been listening to me. God never sent this. God never sent this casually to you. God wants to ask you a question. What are you going to do with Jesus? Yes. God said, what are you going to do in that song? I want the ladies to come to the instruments, please. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know now how many times God's let me preach this message. I don't know how many times God's let me bring this message. God gave me the message years ago. I preached it all over the United States. I can only remember one time that we'd ever seen somebody get right with God. Oh, you say, ain't nobody going to get right with God now. Well, let me tell you something. What happened? <laughs> let me tell you what happened. A girl was in that service that night. I started to speak to her about her soul. She gritted her teeth and slung her high. And ran out of the church. Now I can show you exactly where I live. I can go back to that phone and call the pastor of the church and let you ask him if this is so. I lived on Taylor Street in East Chattanooga. I got home and as I drove up and got out of the car and was reaching for the door, the phone was ringing. And I went in. And it was that pastor. I said, you remember that girl? Now, this is the only time I ever preached the message. Somebody gets hurt. I said, yes, sir. He said, they're picking her body up off of the railroad right now. She was ground up. Now, you better listen. Before you walk out on an ordained, God-sent message, Amen. you better think twice before you reach that door. That's right. Amen. 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 
hurry. I'm waiting for you. God's dealing with other hearts, not just only this girl here. There's others back there. God's dealing with you. Will you slip up that hand and say pray for Pray for me. I wouldn't want to die like this. I wouldn't want to meet God like this. Will you raise up that hand? Raise it up. Hurry. Please, I thank Let me see the hand of that one that said tonight, preacher. Every day I live for God. And I know tonight I'm not living the life that a Christian ought to live. I don't want God to have to bring some solid days in my life. Will you raise your hand and say, preacher? Raise up that hand and say, preacher, I know I'm not. Thank you. I see you. God help me. I wouldn't worry. I'm honest. I'd get up right now. I wonder if there's another one. Raise that hand and say, Pray for me. Pray for me. Our Father, sing the invitation. There's a number of all the time. Yes, son. Lord, we can't make them. We never even told us to do it. We sing the invitation. Amen. In Christ's name. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand together. Amen.